Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of CCSI Got Tech podcast series. This one's episode number 16, Applying NIST to the Educational Law 2D. 2D or not 2D. So this is Larry Biancully. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. And I'm sitting here with CCSI's uh, C- um, Cybersecurity Practice Manager, Matthew Pascucci. So Matt, how are hey you guys. doing today? How are you? Good, doing good, thanks, Matt. So, all right, let's jump right into it then, right? So there is a lot of talk uh, around uh, 2D, right? It's a term that if you're in the corporate world, you probably don't know uh, or have heard of it, but in the educational side, specifically around uh, K through 12, there's been a lot of talk within the last 12 to 18 months about uh, 2D and really, you know, 2D, how how it is an extension and how it's being uh, viewed and actually, um, I don't want to say push down, but how it's coming out of New York State. So, um, so let's let's for the listeners, let's define what two uh, D really means. So, take it away, Matt. Yeah. So, two D that we're seeing within the school districts is heavily being pushed down. Um, there's a lot of things that involve it. A lot of it's technical. There's a lot of it that's administrative, and there's a lot of it that's more from a uh, a legal background. So we're going to focus a little bit today on just how CCSI deals with that from a technical standpoint. So there's a lot of other um, regulations that are out there for schools. You have FERPA, SIPA, COPA, HIPAA, you know, all the normal ones that we're dealing with. These are all essentially looking at the privacy of um, the data for the children there and especially for anyone else that's there for the school district as well. So this is really just a, yet another way to protect sensitive data within schools. So, you know, with this being added on there, it's been coming for the past couple of months. This isn't a surprise to anyone. Um, but there's, there's definitely common pain points that we're looking at right now. Um, and with the NIST standard, so it's going to be the, the NIST CSF, so that's the cybersecurity framework, that kind of just goes through um, multiple different areas um, if you're familiar with the NIST standard. So, you know, within that, they have a few areas that you need to focus on. We're going to go into those a little bit more today and, and what that means for everybody. But the, the NIST framework and the 2D framework, they kind of intertwine each other. Um, they're not you know, separate, but they do, they do kind of you know, push one, pushes the other. So you know, we're, we're, us at CCSI, we, we heavily deal with the, the NIST side of things, which really means that we're going to be dealing with the you know, identification, um, the protection, I'm going through all of them in my head here, detection, response and eradication of the threats that, that are kind of there. So recovering back from that. And we also have solutions that kind of wrap around all of these. Um, but yeah, so we've seen this happen over the past, I would say six, seven months, it's become a really big issue. And you know, the government's come out and they've said, this is something that we, you know, we have to come out and start focusing on the protection of our data. So with that, you know, we see that there's, um, you know, those the, the SIPA and COPA ones that were pushed down as well. Um, but when we see these things come through, we always see NIST versus, you know, other standards. And there's things where we can go out there and kind of help you understand a little bit better on, on how to fit those standards. So uh, here at CCSI, we're not really going to be dealing with any of the, the legal things like the Parents' Bill of Rights or anything like that, but mostly from the services that we have that could fit directly into the, the NIST CSF. Got it. That's a lot. There's, there's a lot to, to peel back with that, right? But I guess, you know, the most basic spot is uh, for, the, for the, uh, the listener who's not really all that familiar with NIST. Let's start there, right? So how would you define NIST, right? So it's a national, it stands for National Institute of Standards. It comes out of uh, 
the government side, right? So NIST is, how would you explain this to the listener? So NIST is really going to be a framework that's being vetted by the government that said, this is, this is how you would do, you know, cybersecurity. Um, so the CSF is, is a general broad overview. There's many other regulations from this that kind of focus on things like continuous monitoring or, or how to eradicate threats and instant response. Um, but the CSF is what they chose here for EDLAW2D to really say, this is how we recommend that you build a cybersecurity practice. And within that, they have functions. So one function is identify, another one's protect, detect, respond, and recover. Um, within each one of those five functions, they have categories and subcategories, and then they have information on how to actually do those things. So, you know, with our, our services we laid out, we go through how to identify threats, how to, what, what tools and processes do you need to do that? How do you protect things from a continuous basis? Um, how do you detect things? So now we're talking about, you know, having a SOC or having, having someone that's looking for continuous threat management and um, anomalous traffic that's coming through. And then how do you respond back to those? And, you know, do you have incident response and do you have policies and procedures? And then determining how you're going to recover from those. So do you have, you know, backups and policies, to, you know, for you to check those backups? Do you have anything that goes up to the cloud that we could use that could be used as a separate target for, for these backups and the resiliency and failover. So, you know, NIST is definitely uh, one of the standards that, that the New York State has been using. There's other ones that, that we use here personally, which is um, like the SIS controls, which is another standard that was, you know, that was set out there. We use that one. There's, you know, 20 top controls that if you're doing these controls, you kind of have a full uh, understanding of what it is to have a practice. Um, you know, we, we tie both our threat protect services here towards either one of them. So, you know, for this, for the conversation today, we're going to really speak more about NIST, but, you know, these also tie directly back to the SIS top 20 controls as well. So, you know, NIST is just really a way of, of getting a better understanding of how you should be doing security and, you know, helping you build out that maturity and the roadmap um, within schools. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think for the, for the listener who's trying to get the ROMs around it, right? Someone, you know, sitting there trying to say, do I use one or do I use the other, right? Mm -hmm. So I think they're not mutually exclusive is probably the best way to, um, you know, represent this to the to the listener, right? So in other words, you don't choose one or the other. You, you, you choose, NIST is a framework, right, by using what you've outlined, right? But there are, um, versus the uh, CIS controls that are more of, um, more of, more of controls, right? That it's much more simplified, but they're not mutually exclusive where you can have one with the other. However, in the, um, the 2D, uh, um, you know, governance piece here, they're, they mention this, they call out NIST, but I, I think it's important for the listener to understand that they'll have many choices and NIST is, is what's being called out, but, you know, because then you can take that and how does that compare to, let's say, the ISO body, for instance, right? So. But you know, keep it simple, right? You know, I think that's that's the best advice that you know we can we can offer up. Keep it simple. Um, using NIST, NIST is going to give them, um, you know, a framework that, that will allow them to be on the flight path for um, I guess what timeline are they looking at, right? They have to when it comes to being in compliance of some sort. What does the roadmap look like for that? Yeah, so to be compliant is, is ending up in, within the next two or three months towards June. So we're going to be moving towards that. Um, we've seen a lot of these pain points, you know, as speaking with a lot of the schools that we have here and a lot of the schools that we're doing um, work with currently is, you know, they, they need to go out there and get a third-party risk assessment. That's just a big one for them. Um, you know, a lot of schools, they have technology, they have things in place. It's just understanding 
how to kind of conform and massage some of these things and then getting that risk assessment in place to say, here's the gaps that you need. Um, so one of those big gaps that we've seen is, you know, policy and procedure. So a lot of the school districts aren't really sure how or where to even start with that. So that's something that we've been helping out schools with for a while now. Um, it also mentions monitoring and the ability to recover and respond and detect. That all comes back down to security monitoring. So we have our, our, our SOC 2 Type 2 um, SOC here, the Security Operations Center. Um, we adhere towards the, those standards. And with those standards here, we can fit into all the NIST and SIS controls that, that we've been speaking about right now. So, you know, the EDLAW2D mentions that. So, you know, being able to monitor something doesn't mean saying monitor something for half a day or between 8 a.m. and, and 5 p.m. So we're 24-7 here at CCSI. We've been working with schools for over 30 years, um, and it's something that we have a good idea of how to do. Um, so from that standpoint, you know, when it says monitoring, it doesn't mean monitoring when you have the chance to. It means 24-7 um, because if something was to occur on weekends or or holidays or if there's any vacations, that's going to be an issue. So um, with these regulations, we everything should be considered continuous, not a point in time reference. Um, and, you know, a lot of this now comes when they have the um, these unfounded mandates where it's like you're now doing this. And one of the concerns we've also heard these these common pain points is that, you know, we're working with organizations that might have had smaller budgets in the past. So one of the things that we're looking to help these schools with is understand this framework, understand how you can get this done. Um, and that really starts with the risk assessment and understands how you get things done, how to do them on a budget, and how we can possibly utilize services so that you won't have to hire additional resources to do, you know, half of these skill sets that you might have to go find and hire. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, the risk assessment real quick, right? So what is the uh, the school district, um, who's the right person in the school district uh, to consider the risk assessment? So that usually goes to the tech directors. So we work with a lot of the tech directors now. Um, and we'll go out there and, you know, based off the, the, the risk assessment or how deep you want to go, we usually do like a two-hour free overview of here's some of the gaps that we would you know, we're seeing with other districts and applying them towards you. And if you want to get a little bit deeper, then we start doing a little bit more of a, a deep dive under the covers type of look of what, what might be occurring, um, all going back towards NIST. So when we start looking at these things, we start asking questions and we, we get a better understanding on where the security posture currently is for the, for the district. But that's usually the starting point that we want to always be with with these risk assessments because it shows kind of, you know, point in time where you are, how things are currently and where you need to show those improvements. And some of those improvements might be, hey, you have to tune something a little bit better. Uh, you already have that technology. It's great. Try it this way. And another one might be, you have a gaping hole here that needs to be filled. So those are areas that we're going to highlight within the risk assessment and you know start right off the bat with. And a lot of that also comes with policy and procedure. And then from there, they get a report that outlines, you know, based on, I guess, a priority, right? High, medium, yeah, and low. Yeah, always priority, yep. So we want to make sure that you know you have that roadmap of of where to focus your prioritization of of threats and what might be causing the the biggest exposure for you currently. Since this is really about the data, we really want to focus on that to understand your critical assets and how they affect towards this uh, this regulation. Got it. All right. So uh, with sixty seconds we have left, Matt, uh, how would we summarize you know the um, the two D as far as today's discussion? So 2D is a regulation being pushed out. It's, you know, it's, it's going to be out whether we like it or not. It's going to happen. And we're working right now with multiple districts. We need to understand your security posture. That's really what it is. 2D is now, you know, watching 
school districts getting compromised, ransomware covering them everywhere. New York State has taken a, a stance where you now have to have a certain level of maturity within your cybersecurity program in districts to, pr- to protect the children's data and the, and the teachers' data. So, you know, that's, that's occurring right now, whether we like it or not. We always like to see security being pushed. So, you know, it's better now that we're seeing our, our children's data being protected. Got it. All right, Matt. Thank you very much. And I guess, you know, next steps for the, uh, the listener then is to uh, reach out to your account manager and to uh, request a, uh, a risk assessment or further conversations with uh, the, the sales team and or uh, the cybersecurity practice manager. Right. So, um, you know, is, as you mentioned too, Matt, you know, 2D, this, the, what we talked about today is really just a piece of the overall uh, edict that uh, school districts have faced faced with here in New York State. So you, if, if our listeners want to hear more on this subject, please let us know. We'd be happy to continue to uh, have this as an evolving discussion uh, as we go forward and get closer to the uh, June-July timeframe when it's actually supposed to be going live uh, for the next step in this whole thing. So outside of that, though, I'd like to thank uh, Matt and uh, especially our listeners for tuning in today. Uh, your feedback is always appreciated. And if you're looking for more information, please uh, look for up to our podcasts uh, and our website for other information. So for now, this is Larry Biancoli signing off. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your day.